Another SBS Pop Asia podcast. It's the Anime Show with Joey and Aki. Welcome back to another episode of the Anime Show with Joey and Aki. I'm your host, Joey. And I'm your co-host, Aki. And in this episode, we're going to be just looking back at some of the highlights of the anime and otaku community of 2017. If you enjoy the show, make sure to like, favorite, comment, and share it with all of your friends. Final episode uh, to end the year off. We're going to just, I guess, like, give our thoughts on, like, the big stuff that happened in the anime slash otaku community this year yeah. for 2017 because i think quite a few stuff happened and i think uh, you also made a video on it didn't you yes i did uh and i it took like a quite a long time of finding like all of the meme culture and all mm. of, like the big events that happened and when we say like things that have happened the past year in otaku culture we're talking about things maybe like from k-pop to anime series to live actions, you name it. So mm. I, I think I thought of quite a few here. Yeah. Um, but we can start off with like some of the biggest impacts that have happened on Otaku culture. Uh, one was Grape Coon the Penguin. Great. Okay, that was like such a big thing that people were like asking me to make a video on. You needed to. No, but it's like, what can I talk about? It's like, I, oh, there's a penguin that fell in love with a cardboard cut out of an anime girl. You know what? Sometimes sometimes your video ideas, people ask because they just want to see your reaction to it. That's it. Uh, it can be the same thing that you've heard millions of times, and yet they just want you to say it. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I could have, but it's like, again, like as Aki said, like I would have just like said everything that you know has already been said, and it's like, that's not really my style. But uh, yeah, basically, if you guys don't know, there was this... Uh, in this Japanese zoo, I forgot which one it was, but uh, there was this penguin called Grapekun, and uh, he fell in love with this, like, cardboard cutout of an <laughs> anime girl. Like, he actually was, like, didn't want to, like, move away from this cardboard cutout yeah. of this anime girl. And uh, the otaku world went crazy, because it's like, even penguins are starting to embrace waifus, and it's like, It Jesus. was a beautiful, beautiful moment. <laughs> and then, um... And then there were, like, periodically, like, news articles just to keep up to date for the Grape Coon fans. It was like the TMZ of Grape Coon. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> today, Grape Coon nearly lost waifu in a typhoon, which he almost did. Yeah. Typhoon or tsunami. No, I think it was a typhoon. It was, it was a typhoon. Yeah. And then, but luckily, it was found in the corner of the zoo and they brought it back safely. And he's like, yay, my waifu's back. Yep. And then, uh, and then the biggest tragedy of them all happened. When was it? It was like a few months ago, wasn't it? Yes. Where he, uh, Rapecon unfortunately passed away. He passed away. And the entire anime community bawled their eyes out. It was like more, it was more emotional than the ending to Clan Out. Everyone was just like, no, Rapecon! Yeah, the fan art was just ridiculous for Rapecon. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, speaking of other otaku stuff, uh, movies. That happened. Yeah, oh, yeah, just Netflix, but like, just like, I guess the whole uprising of anime movies in general like live actions as well obviously you know we had netflix death note and ghost in the shell and all that kind of stuff but just like just anime films in general just kind of like rose up out of the ground and was like let me show you guys how it's done yeah um because i mean we had death note we had death note we had uh ghost in the shell we had jojo we had Gintama, and then those are just the live action stuff. And then we had, you know, um, was Koei no Katachi this year? Yes, it was. Yeah, and Kimi no Nawa was yep. also. No, Kimi no Nawa was last year. No. 
It was this year. Was it? I promise you it was this year. Was it? Yes. Wow, that feels like last year for some reason. I promise you. And then what? That broke the record. $355 million. Million dollars. And then we heard Zen 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 like in every single store in Japan. Honestly, it's probably still playing. Yeah, probably. I mean, I still sing it when I go to like karaoke and stuff because it's just a good song. Is that the 8-bit version? <laughs> dude, someone make an 8-bit of Kimi no Nawa. It has to exist. It's gonna be... Dude, that would be really cool. Can you imagine them? Like, you'll, you'll, you can choose one of the characters. Or no, you'll, you'll play as the guy first. And then or no, actually no, just the whole movie in 8-bit. Yeah, just the whole movie in 8-bit. <laughs> the whole movie in 8-bit. Yeah. And man, that's one way to, I guess, spit in the face of uh, Shinkai's, like, beautiful, like... Visuals. It's like, screw your visuals. We're turning into 8 bit. <laughs> but yeah, I remember when that came out, like in Japan at least, like it exploded. Yeah. Like I was just excited that there was a new Shinkai film. I'm like, oh, cool. Shinkai brought out a new film. But then everyone jumped onto that. Like I remember, like, I remember that was like the film that, like, my friends who had never heard of Shinkai before were like, dude, have you seen Kimi no Nawa? Like, this this director's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I Okay, let me be honest. Kimi no Nawa, that was beautiful. And Garn's probably going to hate me for this. But I still think that his best one was probably five centimeters. Yeah. That's just my opinion, though. Personally speaking, I'd have to agree. I, I agree with the notion that, like, Kimi no Nawa was good, but I don't think it was Shinkai's best movie. I think mm-hmm. I think his best movie was actually Garden of Woods, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Too short for me to really, like, put it up. Like, for me, like, I liked Five Centimeters Per Second, but, like, the second half was a bit weird for me. Because it just kind of went off on this, like, huge tangent. I liked I liked Five Centimeters Per Second, like, you know, the scene, like, the, like the first, like, arc, right. I right, guess, right. whatever you called it, um, where... You know, like, the whole winter train... Like, I'm not going to give it away in case people haven't seen it, but, like, you know, the winter train station scene. Yeah. You know, like, I loved that. That was beautiful. But, like, the second half of it, when they, like, grow up, was just, like... Eh. And then the ending was also a bit, like, eh, for me. Mm. Um, Which is why I liked Garden of Words, because it was just, like, just one couple, and it went from start to finish, and it was beautiful and everything, except for the dub of that. That's, mm-hmm. The dub of Garden of Words is just hilarious, in my opinion. But... Yeah, I mean, I still like Kimi no Nawa. I'll watch it. I've seen it like five or six times. It's yeah. a good movie. Five um, or six times? Oh, that sounds like you really liked it. Oh, yeah, no, no. It's it's one of those movies that like is very enjoyable. Yeah. Like, the you know, no matter how many times you watch it. Mm-hmm. But I still wouldn't say it's his best movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if he thinks it's his best movie. I mean, it got to the point where like he was literally begging people to stop watching the film. Yeah. Because <laughs> it got too popular and he didn't want to be typecast as the Kimi no Nawa guy. Which I I'm, mean, honestly, I will. I, I I don't know if I'm just speaking from someone that's been following his movies, but I I wouldn't typecast him as the Kimi no Nawa guy at all. Mm. But you have to understand that like there were a lot of people who found Shinkai through Kimi no Nawa. And how does that make you feel? I mean, that's good. I mean, you know, I I feel like Shinkai's finally gotten the recognition he deserves. I mean, of course, you know, like lots of people knew who Shinkai was before uh-huh. that, but it's finally like mainstream success like you can say Shinkai Makoto to someone or Kimi no Nawa to someone who's like not exactly part of the otaku community and they'll most likely still be at least in Japan they'll still be like oh yeah that film I know that film I mean you gotta admit it does take a lot to 
crack down on breaking Spirited Away. I wonder how Miyazaki feels about it. I don't know, man. I mean, he's, what, he's quote-unquote retired Studio Ghibli what, like, seven or eight, like seven or eight times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's but, like, it's it's more news that he didn't retire than it is that he did retire at this point, you know? <laughs> it's like, Hunter Hunter got a hi- hiatus. Oh, cool. That's not news. Mm. Let's go back to the Netflix uh, live action of Death Note. Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of people, they were expecting the worst, then they experienced it. And it, they were going through the worst, and then it ended the worst. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we ha- there's such a big fight over it for as long as the production happened. I mean... I'm I'm gonna say I mean I said it in my video too, but like I weirdly enjoyed it, but for the wrong reasons. Like I thought it was a hilarious movie. Yeah, but it's obviously not a comedy. I mean, I thought it was so like I wouldn't even say it's so bad. It's funny. I would just say this is a joke. This, yeah, exactly. Like, this, this is terrible. Like it's done. ironically funny. Yeah, and, like I would tell people to watch it if you want a good laugh. Yeah, if you if you want to see. Ha- like Death Note, yeah. I re- I like uh, what Gigix said about it. He's like, "Is this what happens when you write Death Note in the Death Note?" Yeah, basically. I mean, look, some people I heard at least on my Twitter like saying that like oh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, and to those people, I'm like, okay. I mean, you like what you like, man. But and we know, and the you know majority of the Death Note community knows that like that is that's like it's like dbe like it's not included in the franchise that's just like a an outsider that doesn't belong right <laughs> you know but it's still there and he really wants to join but the community's just like no yeah 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 i i i don't agree though with people who said that the death note netflix was just as bad as dragon ball evolution no because dragon like, ball evolution was actually bad dude dra- i i've never walked out of a movie like in cinemas and Dragon Ball Evolution was the first movie I ever walked out on. Dude, you know what was worse? I watched it with my family. Oh, God. And, like, they don't even like anime. <laughs> how did they find Dragon Ball Evolution? They were, I don't know. We all just sat there and we were just embracing on how bad it was. We were just like, we were, <laughs> did you watch it to the end? Yeah. How was it? Like, like I felt like a... Ugh! I felt like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, that's, how, that's how you felt. You just... I was just... I was so allergic to the... Just the, the crap. But no, um, yeah, I think I felt very, I felt very tortured. Mm-hmm. Um, with with Death Note, it's kind of like, I, the only thing I can really appreciate is that at least it's on the right track of making live actions look really good. Because like Ryuk, like being casted by Willem Dafoe, that was a great choice. And I think he rocked it. No, he think, did. Yeah. Uh, everyone else, you, I'm sure you guys are wonderful actors, just this wasn't your calling. Yeah, and just, uh, you can't blame the actors; you just blame the scriptwriter. Yeah, and you know? Uh, you know what sucks is like we we did a whole episode on this that you guys can check on it. Um, the internet pretty much bullied him off of Twitter. Yeah, and social media. It was pretty bad. Man, poor guy. Yeah, I mean, no director deserves that, honestly, nope. even for a terrible movie. Yeah, yeah, you don't do that to someone. But it, yeah, anyway, as Aki poor said, guy. we did a whole episode on it, so go check that out. What what else was uh, big this year? Uh, well, let's see. A Race is also on Netflix, which we I did not see yet. I still need to watch that because I've heard it's actually quite good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, dude, remember when Crunchyroll got hacked? Uh, yeah, for that one day and then everybody freaked out. And then Funimation got sold to uh, Sony. That was a big, like, that was, I feel that news wasn't as talked about. Well, because, like, what, nobody knows what that means for Funimation. It's just like, okay. Well, then there you go. I didn't even think of anything of it. I'm just like, the most I thought of was 
wow, that was a very short-lived partnership with Crunchyroll. Yeah. Like, very short-lived. So then they sold themselves to Sony. But, like, the thing is, is, like, we are just as clueless as probably Sony is. Like, <laughs> okay, cool, we own Funimation, now what? Yeah, exactly. But, they haven't done anything with it so far. Yeah, it's just, like... I'm yay, wondering what's going to happen to, like, all the voice actors, like, the dub voice actors that work for Funimation. I mean, they probably moved over, I don't know. Maybe? Or I maybe mean, they're, like, still around and they're, like... Maybe the maybe the voice actors are having a good... Probably. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. But as a company, like, I don't see what Sony can do with Funimation that hasn't already been done. Mm. You know? So that was a that was a strange purchase by Sony. Right. I mean, I mean, not that it's a problem. Like Sony's so so bloody rich that you know they can buy anything. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, here is our K-pop uh, part portion. Yeah. I actually got a tweet from somebody being like, "I don't really like that you talked about his death. It's all, it hasn't even been a week." I thought it was important to at least address. I think what they were upset at was I was naming off all the funny things that happened this year, and out of nowhere, I just kind of threw shiny in there. Um, yeah, but your video wasn't the top funny things that happened in twenty seventeen. Yeah, I just said the biggest things. Yeah, it's just the things that happened. Yeah, you know that's why we're talking about terrible Death Note live action, and then we're talking about the death of the shiny lead singer. Yeah, like it's, it's still important to talk about. Yeah, like you know? I, I didn't know exactly like what else to say, but do you know shiny? I know the name. Uh, okay, look, I'm not the biggest advocate of K-pop personally, so I mean, I know the <gasps> like. I know the names of yeah I know the, the horror like I I could hear ten gasps coming from the other side but um like I can you know I'm still like saddened by like the story because like I heard what happened to the guy well it's because you know? this is actually like a really big blow for the K-pop industry and the community right because I mean Shiny is one of like the biggest I guess I guess I would say one of yeah, one of the biggest, I guess, images of K-pop. Because mm-hmm. when people think of K-pop, besides from BTS right now, they thought of Shiny or they thought of Girls' Generation or mm. Big Bang. And what my mom told me I um, is that, uh, I mean, it could have been multiple reasons. I'm sure he had his own problems. Another one is that, I mean, you know, K-pop stars, they, they have it pretty rough in yeah. the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that the training itself and to get in is absolutely intense it's bananas yeah yeah it is insane and i'm just surprised of just how much stamina these people they're basically like factory built from like beginning to end like i don't know who has it worse like k-pop stars in the industry or animators in the anime industry i think they both have a pretty rough i think they'd be pretty good competition honestly with how much like work goes into all of it that goes unrecognized too especially exactly exactly. you know I guess, like, on a personal level, like, you started to really get into idols. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I got into some Japanese idols, and funny enough, well, we did another episode on this, on on idols, because we watched a documentary called Tokyo Idols, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to talk about the stigma of why idols are kind of, like, the dark part of them, like, the sh- sort of shady part, even though my mom herself said... You know what? I don't know much about idol culture, but from what I get in this documentary, yeah, no, this is a uh, this is perversion. But then for me, when I saw that, I'm like, I really like these songs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I gotta dwell into this. And then I saw it, I'm like, but I understand why it's such a big industry and why so many people want it mm. uh, in Japan because like one of the women in the documentary said it herself: Japan really tries to condition 
uh, a lot of girls that idols are like a big thing in Japan. Like you become an idol, you become AKB, you become a part of AKB forty eight A team, and you are Japan. Like Basically, you will be, you yeah. will be like a huge, huge star mm-hmm. in Japan, and like that is like the pinnacle of success. Yeah, for, uh, for young girls, and so. Yeah, that part, I mean, I'm sure every country has something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like Korea with K-pop. It's right, like you right. become one of these people, like you are like Korea. Mm-hmm. So it's like with Japan, when you become an idol, uh, when I saw those, I also saw the good parts about it. It's like this, it's so unique to Japan. And there's so many people that do embrace it. Like, it's not just this is something that's damaging the whole country. It's more like this is something that, although fetishized in a lot of cases, a lot of it is also still like the enjoyment of these cute girls that do these dances, that do these songs. And then it's also like the playing of favoritism of like which band member is your favorite. It's like it's like sports. It's like you choose who your favorite player is. It's like a fantasy league. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so like even I started choosing like my favorites and then I actually saw the the annual election for AKB48. Like that eight hour live stream or whatever it was. Yeah, and I watched it and I I was like so hyped up even though I didn't know many of the girls because I already obviously I know who's going to get picked already. Mm. But I watched it and then like I can't believe how intense everything was getting and then i was just like why am i feeling this way this is where it starts so i mean i get it because there is just so many members yeah and you eventually like because there's an election that means that you're conditioned to to try and figure out who is the best singer who is the best uh, looking one who is good enough to be part of this team so you start picking out your favorites mm. so that's the part of idol culture that i really like is because it has built a community the girls like it people do like it the only stigma is that yes there is a conditioning for being idols and that people will want it and then they perceive it as the form of success if you become it mm. but again i feel like Every country has something like that. So I don't... I think it's honestly done more good for the country than it has not. But there are a lot of bad stuff that has happened, such as for the part where guys prefer idols over dating other girls. Yeah, So yeah. that... I, th- I would say that's probably the biggest problem. Mm, definitely. But yeah, again, like, we did a whole episode on this. Yes, so. yes. Let's go back to the anime talk, though. Um, let's, let's, let's actually, like, dive into it by just saying... What were your favorite anime of this year? Of you know what? It, it's very, very small. Um, I mean, Kobayashi Dragon Maid definitely took the cake. Yeah. For, uh, I think that came out in summer or spring? That was winter. Winter? Okay, close yeah. enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kobayashi's Dragon Maid definitely was up there because it really rekindled like that that refreshment that refreshment for slice of life comedy yeah it, it gave me like a similar feeling when i first saw lucky star mm. there's just something about it and all the characters like worked together there wasn't like all the power given to one specific character yeah. even though kana be- kind of became the meme yeah but yeah. like everyone sort of like worked yeah um another one definitely from the season a uh, girl's last tour mm. march comes in like a lion i believe that was this year yeah that was yes, yes. early okay i think that was also winter yeah man winter had a lot of good series mm. i just realized sweetness and, then, and lightning was winter as well like oh uh, yeah sweetness and lightning yeah. and then also boku no hero academia was very very popular yeah boku hero kind of like but brought- when did that come out last year uh first season came out last year i believe because yeah. I haven't started season two yet. Okay. But I've heard it's 
I heard it rekindled the the shonen fire mm. for a lot of people. I mean, it certainly did for me when I watched season one. I was like, oh yeah, this is why I love shonen. Like, this mm. is why I still love shonen stuff. You know, right? Um, yeah. Uh, for me personally, even though it kind of ended horribly, uh, cut of the right answer from two seasons ago was so good. It was like it was 3D, but like there's something about it. Like I did a whole video on it because it was like that good. I heard uh-huh. it ended horribly though, which is a huge shame. Um, but I still thought it was like the best series, like best sci-fi series of this year, mm-hmm. and for from a for a long time actually, we haven't had like a really good sci-fi series for a while. If it just ended great, would have done amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, like we haven't really, at least for me personally, I haven't really watched a lot of anime, especially compared to last year. Last yeah. year, I feel like I watched too much anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this year, because we were so. Busy, you know, meeting you guys at conventions. Uh, we also went on a Euro trip. You know, we visited each other back and forth. We also did, like, you know, huge projects outside of, like, our YouTube stuff. Yeah, but that's, a, like, a lot of stuff that, you know, people who don't even notice are probably, like, cool story, bro, I guess. Yeah, cool story, um, bro. Where's your next video? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm also trying to think of, like, what else had happened uh, this past year. Uh, I, f- I feel like there, there's just so much more. I mean, definitely, as far as anime on YouTube goes, it's definitely been rising a lot. There have been so many YouTubers that have uh, blown up mm. uh, this year. I mean, I-, I myself reached 1 million. I think you reached 1 million. I the- reached 1 million, like, first week of January. Yeah, yeah. so, and then now Garn's on his way to 1 million. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, Misty reached 1 million, I believe, in 2016, though. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, yeah, just a lot of... And just, of- yeah, I think just in general as well, like, the community has just gotten a lot bigger. Mm. Like, not just... The, not not just, like, the amount of subscribers each of us have, but also, like, just us as the community. Like, there are more and more new anti-tubers coming into the scenes and, yeah. like, kind of making a name for themselves. I mean, what, like, Super Eyepatch Wolf kind of blew up as well this year. Yeah, he's a YouTuber that does, like, incredible video essays on, uh, on just, like, tropes in anime. Yeah, Mother's Basement kind of got big, uh, like, from early this year as well. Um, just, like... Yeah, just the community. I'm just very happy to know that the community has gotten much bigger and a lot closer. Yeah, which absolutely. is which is I think it's something pretty rare, considering that like you'd think the bigger a community gets, the more competition there would be. Mm. Like that's what kind of what that's kind of what happened with the gaming community. Like when the when the gaming community blew up, um, all the people like people started to create like these like you know small groups like they started to huddle together and there was like a lot more competition now that there was so much more of them and i thought that that's what was going to happen with the anime community but it's actually kind of become the opposite now that there are more of us we're starting to see that like oh we're all in it for the same thing we all love anime yeah and that's the bottom line and so there's nothing wrong with kind of coming together and you know don't have to like collab every week or whatever but just you know acknowledging each other and acknowledging that yeah this guy although he might be direct competition for my youtube channel still makes great content so you should still check him out and you know Mm. like i got to become really close with a lot of you know anitubers in the community like big and small so it was just cool and i believe and i think like ax this year was like the nail in the coffin when it came to like really forming the attitude I wouldn't say nail in the coffin. Well, you know what I mean. Like yeah. what what's what's a positive what's the positive way of saying nail in the coffin? Uh the the biggest uh, bestest thing. The bi- <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think more of like, you know, like in an idiom form, but like 
you know, you guys know what I mean. Like the, the nail in the bouquet, the cherry on top. The cherry on top. There, there you, go. you that's go. That's the. That's what I was thinking. We know English. Yeah, but like uh, AX this year was the cherry on top when it came to like forming the Anitube community together. Like we call it <laughs> within the Anitube community, we call AX twenty seventeen the uh, the Anitube world piece. Yes. Uh, because a lot of beef was squashed during that uh, anime expo, and a lot of friendships were formed during that anime expo. A lot of assumptions were cleared. Yeah, a lot of assumptions were cleared. Um, just everybody got to know each other more and was like, hey, yeah. we're all adults, you know, we might talk crap to each other online, but when we meet together, we're all cool, fam. We're, yeah. we all, we're all in it for the same thing, so let's just be friends. And Good we're all stuff. like, yeah, let's do that. Yay, we're all friends. So Good hopefully uh, next year's Anime Expo is going to be pretty interesting. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. Um, speaking of next year, actually, what are you looking forward to next year? Because uh, this is the last episode of 2017. I mean, besides from a lot of personal projects, uh, definitely going back to Japan, seeing what we can do there. Mm-hmm. I'll be uh, doing a little bit of a music video with our friend Sebastiano Serafini. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, but as far as some other otaku stuff, I really don't know what to expect. I mean, anime is just kind of like, like besides the series, um just out of nowhere mm. but i am looking forward to some games kingdom hearts 3 and nino kuni 2 oh uh, yeah yeah so yeah, yeah there's a there's that yeah um same with me as well like just you know a lot of personal projects like on youtube and outside of youtube um we're already we've already been confirmed to go to like what two cons oh uh, yes we are at least next year we're not gonna announce that yet but like you know uh, uh, as in the time i think well actually one of them's already been announced on twitter uh, Momocon in Atlanta, Georgia. So if you live in Atlanta, Georgia, there you go. We're, we're going there in May. I think it's May. Mm. Is that right? Yeah, May. <laughs> At least in terms of the anime show, what are you looking forward to? I'd, I'd like a lot more guests next year. I would like to definitely bring up um, a lot more. How should I say it? I, I've always wanted to do like a highlights reel and just being like really, really goofy. Mm-hmm. Like, we can always talk about like some news and stuff, but I would definitely like to just kind of put more of our eccentric and silly side into a lot of these. Hopefully mm. we can do that and so that everyone can have a good time and a lot of more audience interactions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, definitely. And uh we've seen, you know, so many more people listening into this podcast series since the beginning of this year. And that's really super cool to see. That's probably going to do it for this final episode. Um, as always, uh, let us know your thoughts on what you're excited for next year, what your 2017 otaku highlights were for this year. Um, also, you know, if there are any suggestions that you want to, you know, see on the podcast next year, then you can do all of that using a specialized hashtag on Twitter. What was it again, Aki? I don't know. You tell me, Joey. It was actually SBS Anime. And I knew that, that it's your, SBS Anime. It was your one job and you screwed it up on the last episode of the year. Yay. No. Okay, all right. Sorry. The Anime Show with Joey and Aki. SBS Pop Asia.